0: Let's go. I'm ready for you. Listen, this this word on the night, this is something that God was dealing with me about like two or three years ago. And I finally believe now I'm at a place where I can preach it. (laughs) Because I always want to practice what I preach, right? And this is just something that God dealt with me about. And I believe it's going to touch all of us. It's going to touch all of us. Thank you so much for your faithfulness, for joining me week after week, Thursday night after Thursday night, Sunday night after Sunday night. And tonight is just going to be, I hope you're ready. Take your screenshot, tag us, let us know where you are in the world and how this world changing series is blessing your life. I have to give you a little backdrop before we read tonight's foundational text. This is the part of the story where God has summoned Moses. Moses sees this bush on fire that is not being consumed. And so out of curiosity, he goes over to this bush and then God begins to have a conversation with him and tells him, Hey, I've heard the cry of my people in Egypt. I need you to go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Y'all remember that scene from Fresh Prince? Anyway, he's telling him, go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And then Moses just has all of these rebuttals. He has all of these, but ifs and what ifs. So That is where we're going to park for this preaching, presentation, and sermonic journey on tonight. Exodus. Exodus chapter 4. We're going to launch our reading at verse 1. Moses answered, What if they don't believe me or listen to me and say, The Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? A staff, he replied. The Lord said, throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground and it became a snake and he ran from it. (laughs) It's just like I would. Then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. That is a whole word. What are you running from that God wants you to seize? So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake and it turned back into a staff in his hand. This Said the Lord, is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. Then the Lord said, Put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand into his cloak, and when he took it out, the skin was leprous. It had become as white as snow. Now put it back into your cloak, he said. So Moses put his hand back into his cloak. And when he had took it out, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. Then the Lord said, if they do not believe you are, pay attention to the first sign. They may believe the second. But if they do not believe these two signs or listen to you, take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground. The water you take from the river will become blood on the ground. Moses said to the Lord, pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am, I am slow of speech and tongue. He had a speech impediment, which is a stutter. So Moses had a stutter. The Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouth? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now Go. I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. <laughs> Verse 13 is so funny to me. Um, but Moses said, pardon your servant, Lord. Please send someone else. <laughs> Moses is like, that's nice. Um, God, I, I'm flattered. I, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful for this opportunity, um, but I, I'm going to need to retrieve my sandals. I need to put these back on. And I'm going to grab my staff. It's not going to turn into a snake on the way back down the mountain. Let me grab my staff. All of that sounds wonderful. But God, could you just go ahead and choose and send someone else? And the verse that I really, really want you to consider, the part of this particular biblical narrative that I want you to consider, the clause of concern, is a segment in verse 1 when Moses says, but what if what if they, they don't believe me? What if, what if they don't listen to me? What, what if they said the Lord didn't appear to you? What, what, if, what if I fail? What, what if I get rejected? What, what if I get denied? What if, what if they don't approve of me? What if I don't have enough money for the, the rent at the end of the month? What, what if I don't survive this, this pandemic? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if on well, tonight I would like to reveal to you a statement? that God revealed to me about two and a half years ago that is going to be the title for our preaching presentation, I would like to speak from this subject around this thought for part six of this World Changer series. I need you to stop overthinking. It's exactly what the Lord told me. Jerry, I need you to stop overthinking. And as we begin the cruise line of this sermon series, I want you to consider this particular question. Have you allowed overthinking to get in the way and cause you to forget that there are people that are in bondage? So God, would you would you help us right now in, in this very moment? There's so many people, God, who are watching that are plagued by overthinking. Just like... Moses, we have what if after what if after what if, and we're asking, oh God, if you can give us the wisdom, the strength, and most importantly, the trust so that we could put our trust in you and not our trust in our own ability. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody who agrees with that prayer, would you drop in the room, amen. Amen. What if they don't believe me? What if they don't listen to me what if they said the Lord really didn't appear to you and I wonder if there's anybody else that has been plagued by overthinking to such a degree that you have forgotten that you have been born and you have been summoned to be a world changer because there's somebody in bondage that needs you to render to God your yes It is confession time. Are y'all ready? I'm excited for this. This is going to help us on tonight. Go ahead and get your trigger fingers ready. I need you to put this in the room in all caps. God, regulate my mind and train my thoughts. Use me and move me. One more time. God, regulate my mind. Train my thoughts. Use me. And move me. I wonder, church family, is anybody watching this message on tonight? Is anybody watching this message on tonight that you're like me? Or you're like Moses? You constantly keep on creating mental scenarios in your head. Oh, I wonder. I, I wonder, is anybody watching this message on tonight? I'm talking about you overthink so much so to where you're experiencing physical paralysis due to a constant mental analysis overthinking 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 thoughts after thoughts overthinking overthinking what if what if they don't believe me overthinking 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 what 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 if what if what if they said god didn't appear to me overthinking overthinking thought after thought i'm talking about you're overthinking so much that you're raising your own anxiety you're raising your own anxiety overthinking overthinking thoughts after thoughts overthinking due to the movie trailers that you have playing in your head overthinking overthinking listen y'all I'm talking about the movie trailer in your head is so real that your emotions have become the cast your imagination has become scenes And your meditation has become the credits overthinking 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 thoughts after thoughts overthinking overthinking I'm talking about overthinking so much so to where you're looking in the void of uncertainty and you make a forecast look in the void of uncertainty and you make a forecast and then you actually mentally dress yourself to prepare for the weather conditions that you predicted It's going to rain rejection today. I got to get ready. It's going to rain a counterfeit today. I got to get ready. Overthinking, 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 overthinking. I'm talking about, I wonder, is there anybody watching this message that you have no mental straight roads? There are no mental straight roads. Just mazes, ladders, mines, and curves. Mental chaos. Overthinking, overthinking. What if, what if they don't believe me? Overthinking, overthinking. What if, what if they don't listen to my message? Overthinking, overthinking. What if they say the Lord really didn't appear to me? Overthinking thoughts after thought. I'm talking about the overuse and misuse of your creativity. Yeah. If I was a note taker, I'd write that down. That's all overthinking is. All overthinking is, is a overuse and misuse Of your creative ability think about how creative you are you have actually published your own mental narrative (laughs) in your mind you have a published novel that has been authored by your inner critic overthinking 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 so much so to where you have played out outcomes why do I feel like this is coming for somebody's life you have played out outcomes You've already failed in your head. You already got denied in your head. Nobody's going to listen to your podcast in your head. Nobody's going to read the book that you're about to write in your head. Nobody's going to subscribe to your YouTube channel in your head. Nobody's going to come to the service in your head. They're not going to believe that God told you, go tell Pharaoh, let my people go in your head. You have already become so defeated in your head. Pain thoughts. And you know what pain does, right? Pain causes us to put ourselves in self-imposed isolation. And isolation, many times, is our attempt to hide the blood flow. To hide the blood flow of mental trauma. Overthinking. 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 I'm talking about somebody watching this message. Overthinking so much so. I'm overthinking so deep that I'm drowning in my own thoughts. At first was at my knees. Then it was at. My waist, and now I'm gasping for air under my own flood of thought patterns, overthinking, overthinking, overthinking. And you know, when you overthink, we begin to project our thought bubbles on people, right? When we overthink, I then begin to think they don't like me because I think that they don't like me. And I'm projecting my thought bubbles on them, and I really don't know how they feel. I really don't know if they saw me. Maybe it's not that they didn't speak. Maybe their mind was somewhere else. But when you overthink, you begin to project your own thought bubbles on people. And so now you think that they don't like you. You think that post was about you. You think the reason they didn't invite you is because they don't like you. Or if you really overthink, you think that the invitation wasn't genuine. They only invited me because they also invited my sister. That's why. They only invited me because we go to church together. They only invited me because my brother's going to be there too. See, this is why I don't do fake. This is why I don't do fake people. This is why I'm ready to nuck if he buck because I don't do fake. They really didn't want me there. Now you're physically upset due to a mental skit in your mind. Overthinking, 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 thought after thought. What if, what if they don't believe me? What if, what if they say the Lord didn't really appear to me? Overthinking, overthinking, overthinking. And I wonder, I wonder like Moses, have you been looking at your inadequacies so long that you have allowed your insecurities to talk you out of what God is trying to talk you into? Overthinking, overthinking. I want us to get this. If you're going to be a world changer, you have to understand that your obedience is tied to someone's deliverance. Did you hear me? Your yes is tied to breaking somebody's chain. Your yes is tied to somebody's chain breaking. There's a people who have been calling out for deliverance. There's a people who needs to see a model. There's a people who needs to see your example. There's a people who needs to see your purity. There's a people who needs to see your character. But you're so caught up with your own thoughts, really so caught up with yourself and what you think about yourself, that you're not even considering the somebody in bondage that is wanting to be delivered. Because like I articulated before, sometimes the reason God is not talking to you about your problem is because he heard your prayer, but I'm talking to the answer. Did y'all hear me? The reason sometimes God is not talking to you about the problem is because he heard you, but he's talking to the answer. And while you're overthinking, somebody is wondering, did God hear me? Why you keep on talking yourself out of it, somebody's wanting to, God, hear my prayer. I'm going to give you Bible. Do you, have, do you have scripture to cooperate your claim? Yes, I do. I'm glad you asked. I'm going to give you Bible. Exodus chapter 2, verse 23, it says, during that long period, the king of Egypt died. The Israelites groaned in their slavery and cried out. And their cry for help, and their cry for help because of their slavery went up. To God, God heard their groaning, and he remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. Now, Exodus chapter 3, verse 9. So now, God is having a conversation with Moses. Exodus chapter 2, these people are praying for deliverance. Exodus chapter 3, God is talking to the deliverer. Did y'all hear me? Exodus chapter 2, these people are praying for deliverance. Exodus chapter 3, God is talking to the deliverer. Verse 9, and now the cry, this is Exodus chapter 3 verse 9, and now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, I am sending you. God, I hope y'all are seeing this. I heard their cry, and so now I'm going to answer it. By sending you. Are y'all getting this? I heard their cry. So now I'm going to answer it. By making you a world changer. Go do something about it. I see their problem. And I see all the issues in that community. So I'm going to talk to you about doing something about it. I see the issue in your bloodline. You coming to me complaining about it. But I'm going to anoint you to be the bloodline shifter. You're the one that's going to do something about it. This is so powerful y'all. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. And I want to give somebody a revelation on a night who is constantly plagued by overthinking. I want to give you a different perspective. while you are going back and forth with God, about how you're so unworthy there's somebody in bondage, while you constantly keep minimizing your milestones and billboarding your screw-ups there's somebody in bondage while you're saying I'm not good enough and my past is too dirty and I've done too much mess while you're doing all of that and you're trying to give God all the reasons on why you should choose somebody else because if you haven't discovered this God is not a good negotiator (laughs) he's not a good negotiator you're trying to say like Moses send somebody else but there's somebody in bondage and if I could be open honest and transparent just like I was in 2019, telling my parents and my wife, nobody's going to watch Thursday. Nobody's going to come out. Nobody's going nobody's gonna to listen to the sermons. We need to do a typical Sunday morning. Nobody's going to do this. Just like I was doing that while I was giving all these excuses and about to turn down this opportunity, somebody was in bondage. And I'm being honest and open. I didn't have all the answers. I gave God my uncertain yes. I gave God my afraid yes. I gave God my unsure yes. And you right now are watching a person who understood that my yes is tied to breaking somebody's chain. Because my obedience is tied to somebody else's deliverance. Now you got to understand this. This doesn't just apply to me. It applies to you too. There's somebody on your job. There's somebody in your home. There's somebody in your community. That God is talking to you about the problem. Because you are a world changer and the longer you make excuses about it the more that you keep on saying I'm unqualified I can't do it I didn't go to school I don't have a car I don't have all the influence I don't as long as you're making all these excuses as long as you're pulling a Moses what if they don't listen what if they don't believe what if they say the Lord didn't appear to me there's somebody who is in bondage and you, you can't even really celebrate with other people because you don't even know how to celebrate yourself. You cannot pour from a place that's in a drought. If you don't know how to celebrate you, how can you celebrate others? You can't pour from a place that's in a famine. And I just, I just feel led on a night to try to help somebody go to war with overthinking. Because as soon as God calls you, overthinking is going to try to infect you soon as God calls you, overthinking is going to try to infect you. Moses, go tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And somebody, God didn't tell you to go tell Pharaoh, but God told you to start a ministry. God told you to sing a song. God told you to write a book. There's something that God wants you to do. You're gifted. You're talented. You're anointed. You're called to do it. But I wonder, have you delayed that process? because you keep on overthinking all of the what ifs. Maybe this is why we don't have swift obedience because overthinking and mental scenarios have been our therapist for so long that before I could obey God, I have to first book a session. <laughs> I have to first book a session with overthinking, I have to first book a session to see if these mental scenarios are in agreement with what God telling me to do. So I can't have prompt obedience without first booking a session with my overthinking therapist. <laughs> overthinking, overthinking, overthinking. And I wonder how many of us on tonight, you've allowed your overthinking to be your counselor more than the Holy Spirit. Overthinking that, that mental Bully, oh, overthinking, that author that keeps on publishing in your life horror stories. Overthinking, overthinking, overthinking that keeps you subscribed to the channel of their criticism. So much so to where you keep having a stillborn destiny because you're not giving birth to what God told you to give birth to due to overthinking, overthinking, overthinking. And this is why I had I say the confession, God, regulate My mind! and train my thought patterns so that you could use me and move me. Can I get everybody to drop in the room? Move me. Move. 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 I don't want to be in the same place. I don't want to have spiritual bed sores because I'm allowing my overthinking to cause me to have physical paralysis due to my mental analysis. God, help me to move. I believe that is what heaven wants to do in the earth. He wants us to be moved into prayer. He wants us to be moved into fasting. He wants us to be moved into into giving he wants for us to be a mood people watching this message on tonight looking you right in your face the holy spirit is moving somebody because there's a work that he's been calling you to do but you're calling it procrastination but it's really overthinking because you doubt what god has told you to do and i'm asking god to use me use me to move a people god wants to move us From familiar to forward. God wants to move us from petty to unbothered. God wants to move us from rebellion to repentance. God wants to move us from death to life. God wants to move us from lost to found. God wants to move us from distracted to focused. Move people. Because we cannot be world changers that start a movement if we aren't first moved people. We, we, We have to be moved people. And I'm preaching so hard, y'all, because I understand the tactic of the enemy. And you wouldn't even be listening to me if I would have gave in to my overthinking thoughts. And if this is something that God has given me the opportunity to do because he put so much in me, and I almost didn't do it due to overthinking, I wonder who else has a world-changing grace on your life that you are allowing you. What if they don't believe me, and what if they don't listen, and what if they say the Lord didn't appear to me? Cause for you to delay your response for people who need deliverance. And you can't care. You can't care what people think. You can't care that your issue is exposed. You can't care because they can't save me anyway. Sometimes you got to get ugly for your deliverance. Because it's an ugly situation for some of my brothers and sisters who are in bondage. And my obedience is tied to breaking somebody else's chain transformation transformation must happen in your head first please hear me yes you've been called yes you are a world changer but the word of God tells us to do not be conformed to this world but be transformed how by the renewing of your mind not by binging sermons nonstop stop so that you could take other content and preach it no the way that you're going to be transformed is when you focus on the epicenter of your life which is your head it's your mind, the way you process, the way you think, the way you handle intel, content, and information. Because your life moves in the direction of your most dominant thought. And y'all hear me? Your life moves. I didn't come here to play tonight, y'all. Your life moves in the direction of your most dominant thought. And your life is constructed by how you think. And so the enemy tries to get us to be plagued by overthinking. Plagued by overthinking. Please hear me. Please hear me. Overthinking is not just white noise of the mind. Overthinking is deafening reverb of the soul. Did y'all hear what I just said? Overthinking is not just white noise of the mind. Overthinking is deafening reverb of the soul. Now, right now, nothing's wrong with your internet. You're going to hear a noise. And it's going to be hard for you to be able to hear me. If you can lip sync and if you can read lips really good, you're probably going to be able to do it. But right now, I'm preaching at <laughs> the same volume. I'm preaching at the same tone. There's a lot of noise in here. I'll be hearing it all over my preaching. But you're still looking really hard to see how you're hearing it. I just turned my head to the right. And you're listening, you're trying to pay attention. Now, a lot of us, you really don't know what I just said because that sound effect was so loud that you really couldn't hear what God was trying to tell you. You really couldn't hear the word that God was trying to speak to you and a lot of us that's how our life is. You can't hear what God is trying to tell you. You can't hear his forward instruction because there's so much familiar chaos. The volume of our thoughts are so loud. This is how you're deceived. By counterfeit man and counterfeit woman. There's probably a sister watching this message. You're like, listen, if another man breaks my heart, I'm saved and I love you, God. But they're going to have to catch these hands. (laughs) The reason I can't hear is because the volume of my thoughts are so loud. Overthinking is not white noise of the mind. It is deafening reverb of the soul. And so we're overthinking so much until we're worried. What are we going to do? What are we going to do about this? What are we going to do? Well, what if this happens? Well, What if they don't believe? What if they don't listen? Let's listen what the king of glory has to say about this. In Matthew chapter 6, I'm going to give you Bible. I'm going to give you Bible. This is Jesus talking. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. It says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life and what you will eat or drink or about your body. What you will wear is not life more than food. And the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? Why do you worry? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? You, here it is, y'all, of little faith. So do not worry. Saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? This part messed me up. Verse 32, Jesus says, for the pagans ran after all of these things. He's saying, people who don't know me act like that. People who don't know I'm Jehovah Jireh act like that. People who don't know I'm El Shalom, act like that. People who don't know I'm your peace, act like that. People who don't know I'm your way maker, act like that. People who don't know I'm a promise keeper, that's how they act, but not you. You're a son. You're a daughter. Pagans worry about these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. Jesus is saying, don't, don't. Don't allow your mind to be so cluttered and and to have so much chaos that you forget who I am. Pagans live like that. Overthinking is not white noise of the mind. It is deafening reverb of the soul. And a lot of us think we're good because we have become mental engineers. Mental engineers. Before I met my wife... I used to do a whole, I was like heavily into music, did a lot of Christian rap, was doing concerts and revivals and camps and just doing everything I can because I was a student pastor at that particular time. And I wanted to encourage my young people to live for Jesus. And lately, God has just been resurrecting a desire in me. Again, it's like, yo, Jay, if you got the gift, do it. Die empty. I'm like, huh? Do I still got it? I'm sitting there writing like, Um, I got full bars. Your boy is fully charged. I'm forgiven for my sin and I'm living for the Lord. I got good coverage. I'm in a blood covenant. I'm sold out, blood and Yes, sir. I love it. (laughs) So you still got it, Jay. God's going to use you. God's going to use you in every form for his glory. Every form and every facet for his glory. You just have to surrender your yes because Jesus took my place. Heaven's not my home. Your boy is off the hook. You hear the dial tone? My signal's real strong. My volume's on high. I'm on a family plan. I share lines with my God. Yeah. And Christ, I'm so secure. Hey, Jesus is the cure, because he can clean you from your wickedness and make you pure. Just keep the Lord near. Keep the Lord near. You want change? Well, Jesus is the cashier. Back to the sermon. So um, I used to, <laughs> I used to do spoken word. I used to rap and do all those things. When I was in the studio, after you were finished with laying down your vocals, your song, your your, your singing or whatever, you would then send it off to an engineer and the engineer would mix your vocals with the track so that there's equality from the sound of the track and the sound of your vocals. So like right now, you hear background noise, but you could also hear me and a lot of people think we're cool because we have adjusted to live life with distracting voices we have become mental engineers I have learned how to mix my way and mix culture's way I've learned how to mix God's way mix my way to such a degree where I could still kind of hear sermons every now and again but I'm still going to do my own thing I still could kind of hear the word of God but I'm still going to do what I want to do and I'm trying to get us to learn how to turn the volume down of the flesh and turn the volume down of overthinking, so that we could tune into what God is saying. If if one of the major benefits for the Christian is that we could hear God's voice, this must mean the warfare strategy of hell will be to make it to where we can't discern voices. So I'm going to flood your mind with a whole lot of voices, so you don't know God's voice from your voice, from the enemy's voice, to your mama's voice. It is a war move. Tamper intelligence, contaminate intelligence, cut communication. If you can't cut cut communication, confuse it. In war, if communication is confused, then they can't effectively achieve their mission with success. And this has been a concern I have for Western hemisphere Christianity, especially America. We've been taught how to shout. We've been taught how to knock and buck. We've been taught how to give. We've been taught how to jump. We've been taught how to throw your shoe. We've been taught how to do all those things. But have you been taught how to hear the voice of God? Have you been taught how to suffer and not question God? Not question what you heard? Because even the pagans wonder and worry after those things. But have we learned how to turn down the volume of our thoughts? Turn down the volume of our inner critic so we can hear what God is saying. Because the epicenter of your life is right here in your head. And God has given Moses a commandment. And the whole time, he's commenting back, I'm not eloquent of speech. I've never been good with this. What if they don't believe? What if they don't listen? What if they say the Lord didn't appear to me? God. Just send somebody else. (laughs) Send somebody else. And I'm trying to help a people on the sound of my voice on tonight who have been intoxicated with overthinking. I'm talking about you have insomnia due to it. Doubt, shame, constantly overthinking. I want us to get to a place to where we don't allow our choices We don't allow our choices to cause us to stay in seasons longer than we have to. Because every choice is pregnant with the potential to give birth to a season. And the sobriety of my choices is tied to the health of my mind. And I need God to restore my mind. I want to bring this back to your remembrance. And then I'm going to give to you how I believe the method that we could overcome this. I want to bring back to your remembrance that once before God ever could bring Eve Adam. He had to first put Adam to sleep. Why? Because God does his biggest miracles that give us the biggest blessings once we know how to rest once we know how to rest. I can't cut on you. I can't perform surgery until you have learned how to rest in me. A lot of us can't rest due to the bills. Rest due to the inauguration. Rest due to the pandemic. Rest due to our stocks. Rest due to our marriage. Rest due to our singleness. And God has said, I want you to learn how to rest in me. Rest in my promises. Rest in my word. Rest in who I am don't worry about all the other things in this life You're gonna have trouble but be a good cheer for I've overcome the world But I need you to learn how to rest in me Because I'm never gonna let you drown I'm never gonna let you starve And I'm always gonna be there I am the one that sticks closer than a brother I need you to learn how to rest in me God calls Moses Moses has a very interesting story ever since death ever since birth, death was after him. There was a decree established by the leaders of Egypt to kill all male babies two years of age and under. His mother, Moses' mother, puts him in the Nile. He floats all the way to Pharaoh's house. Pharaoh's daughter finds him, and he raises she raises him up in the, the palace. So he's he's kind of like, I'm too Egyptian to be Hebrew, but then I'm too Hebrew to be Egyptian. There's like, a little Egyptian in me because how I was raised, but there's still always this Hebrew side of me. And it comes out one day when he sees an Egyptian whooping and whipping a Hebrew. And Moses murders the dude. <laughs> he murders him. I'm like, bro, you, you raised as an Egyptian. Why are you worrying about Hebrew slaves? It's because, yes, I was raised Egyptian. But there's still this. I wonder, is there anybody that there's always been this part of you that you couldn't understand? There's always been this thing about you that you never really could fit in, but you were cool with it. I really couldn't fit in with this crowd. I really couldn't fit in with that crowd. I'm a little too Hebrew to be Egyptian. I'm trying to be Egyptian, but every now and again, my Hebrew starts showing. <laughs> so after a while, somebody hears that Moses killed this particular person in Egypt. Moses runs off, runs off in the wilderness, and he sees this this. Bush that is on fire, but it's not burning up. Goes up to the bush because he's curious, and God begins to call him. God says, Moses, Moses. Moses is probably stunned. I've never seen a bush on fire that's not consumed, and I've never seen the bush talk. (laughs) And God's like, take off your sandals, for you are on holy ground. Now you got to understand. In the Bible, they didn't have shoes like this. T money, get get on my kicks. They didn't they didn't have J's. They didn't they didn't have swag like this. They didn't have stylish shoes. They had early. Bible year sandals. That's what they had. So I'm thinking Moses probably has corns and Moses probably has calluses and he probably has an interesting looking type of foot because he's walked through everything. And God is saying, take off what's covering up what you've walked through. Ah, this is so powerful. I think for some of us, God is saying, listen, take off what's covering up what you've walked through. Take off what's covering up that shame. Take off what's covering up that abandonment. Take off your shoes. Everything that you walk through, I want you to stand before me bare. Stand before me barefoot. And I think a lot of us need to learn the first step in being a world changer is when you get comfortable standing bare before God. These are my dirt. This is my dirt. This is my pain. This is my shame. Show you, show you this right here. It's right here in the scripture. Exodus. Exodus chapter 3. Verse 4, when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses, and Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said, take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. This is just dirt, God. (laughs) Why do you care about me taking off my sandals? And my presence is holiness. And the way... You really, really can start to begin your journey of holiness. It's when you stop covering up what you've walked through. God, this is what hurt. This, this, is, this is my issue. This is my pain. So, God, how do, how do I stop overthinking? God reminded me as I was studying for this message. I need you to remember that I am the God of reverse. It's like, what? <laughs> I am the God of reverse. Think about it. The first shall be last. The last shall be first. I'm the God of reverse. I see your, I know your ending from the beginning. I'm the God of reverse. A lot of us feel disqualified because we think from our beginning to present. And so it's so crazy when God gives us a real big instruction because we don't understand that God is not talking to us because of our beginning to our present. He's talking to us because He knows our end from the beginning. And there's a place that I'm trying to take you. I see your life in reverse. This is so good. Everything reversed. We all got in trouble by what was hanging on a tree. Reverse it. We all got out of trouble by who hung on a tree. I'm the God of reverse. We all got in trouble because a woman extended something to a man. We all got out of trouble because a woman extended her body to the Holy Spirit so that she can give birth to the God man. He reverses it. He is the God of reverse. And he revealed to me, Jerry, maybe the way we can stop overthinking how about reverse overthinking and start to think over my promises start to think over how I'll never fail you start to think over how I never have fallen short start to think over my goodness stop overthinking think over everything I am this is so good y'all he is the God of reverse well you know what Jay that's good but I don't do church because my pastor was a wolf what what if we reverse wolf. If you reverse wolf, you get flow. <laughs> he said, listen, reverse that. I understand you ran into a wolf, but I want you to learn how to live in a flow. I want you to learn how to live in the flow of your call. I want you to learn how to live in the flow of your grace. Stop blaming other people who are a misrepresentation of me. Learn how to live in the flow. And then you're like, okay, I, I, I hear that, God, but I have, I have a lot of spots. <laughs> I have a whole lot of dirty spots on me. What if God says, okay, reverse spots. You get stops. How about the cycle stops with me? The addiction stops with me. Divorce stops with me. It stops with me because I am the God of reverse. I'm the God of reverse. But but you don't understand, Lord. I've done a whole lot of evil. So, okay, let's, let's reverse evil. Evil reverse is lived. How about now since your life is in me and now that I have saved you and now because my son died for you, now to live is Christ and to die is gain. I'm the God of reverse. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I understand all that, God, but I, I, I've, I've done a whole lot of evil. I've, I've done a whole lot of wickedness in my life. I, I've, I've had people reviled me. God said, let's, let's reverse that. Reviled, reversed is deliver. I've called you to be a world changer. There's some people that you are summoned to deliver. I'm the God of reverse. Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61, verse 3. And provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty. Instead of ashes, the oil of joy. Instead of mourning, instead of mourning, and a garment of praise. Instead of a spirit of despair, they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the despair, for the display of his splendor. He's the God of a verse. Next way we can overcome overthinking, you have to learn how to render the pen. Remember we started this this series off I told you I said okay this is the process of the call we have interruption introduction instruction construction and production god interrupts your world whatever you thought whatever you had planned going on for your life i showed you in this illustration god's like nope that's not what i have for your life cuz you're a world changer then after he interrupts he introduces okay this this is who you're called to be there's a people That you are summoned to deliver. Then after he gives you his introduction, he gives you instruction. That's what a lot of us are doing right now. We're taking down notes. Okay, overthinking is not white noise of the mind. It is deafening reverb of the soul. That's good. Okay, uh, he is the God of reverse. What if I begin to reverse things? Stop blaming the wolf. Reverse that. Live in the flow. Reverse it. Reverse it. Stop blaming all my evil. Reverse evil I get lived. So I, I'm taking I'm taking down notes because God has given me instructions. And then we have construction. And I tell you that's when I, that's when God sometimes white out some things so that we could be a production for the world. But I think the reason a lot of us keep overthinking is cause you have the pen. <laughs> okay, this is how a lot of us got messed up. December thirty-first, twenty nineteen. I have all of this stuff I'm going to do in 2020. I'm going to kill this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to smash this. I'm going to grind. I'm going to hustle. Boom, pandemic hits. All of that pandemic messed up everything I put down in my story. And so now I'm played by overthinking because I'm acting as though I'm the editor of my story. And I'm trying to get you to see one of the ways you could overcome overthinking. It was when you rendered the pen. I'm not the author of my life. I'm not the author of this story. The more I write down things of what I plan and what I think, and they don't happen, then I start to overthink. Well, maybe I'm not called, and maybe this didn't happen. God has said, no, I have a plan for your life. You're just writing down instructions based on your will, not instructions based on your call. Render the pen. And last point, new input. Could it be the reason we're played by overthinking is because of everything you keep putting your mind but if you start to put the word of God in your mind if you start to every time the enemy begins to bring negative thoughts to you understand that control is an illusion I don't control anything I rendered my pen and I trust God the pagans worry about those things I'm gonna trust God I'm gonna believe in his faithfulness I'm gonna believe in his timing and I'm gonna trust the place and I'm gonna trust the pace he has me going I'm not gonna allow myself to lose sleep to my mind, going and going. I need new input. I need sermons. I need the word. I need prayer. And maybe you have to turn off the notifications for your phone. Maybe you have to get off social media. Maybe you have to deactivate something. Maybe you need to unfollow people in real life because I need to put a new input in my mind. Overthinking is not white noise of the mind. It is deafening reverb of the soul. And God Right now, I feel your people have been struggling and struggling and struggling due to everything that is going on in our mind. And I pray that right now this message touches somebody so that they can remember that you are God of reverse. Instead of me constantly being played by everything I can't do, reverse that into everything you can do. I may not be able to do it in my own strength. But in you, I could do all things. Recalibrate and change my mind so that I could be used for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.